Welcome to Gross Anatomy. So, welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome. Welcome, where we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, and everything around us. Um, but before we start, when we first started doing our podcast, it, we were a threesome. We weren't a twosome. It was you, it was me, and it was Jackie Broussard, Jacqueline Broussard, who left us quite a while ago because she went traveling and stuff. But we just found out this week, and we wanna, I want to just tell Jackie that we love you um, and that we're so sorry her, her mother died uh, this week and she was way too young to go and she was such a sweet woman. I had met her a, a couple of times and I just feel, uh, I just feel for you, Jack. Uh, unfortunately, I know what you're going through um, and we're here for you and we miss you and we love you. Jackie is a lovely, lovely person. Yes. My thoughts are with her family. They are. First, I'm Dr. Jason Cohen and who are you? Lauren Taylor. Lauren Taylor, our EVP. Trying to film. I mean, our EP, or whatever you call it. But uh, what are we talking about today? The Hot Zone. The Hot Zone. We're talking about the TV show The Hot Zone and outbreaks um, in general and and infections and viruses and all that scary stuff that could annihilate the planet. Um, But Uh, particularly the show. The show The Hot Zone. The show The Hot Zone. That you watched the pilot of. What did you think of the pilot? What did you think of the pilot? The Hot Zone, for those that don't know, is a National Geographic show that just aired. This five-episode show starring Julian and Margulies. It all just launched as one drop. It dro- five shows dropped. I think they did two a night for like three nights. Okay. Or that the I only watched the pilot. Did you watch more than the pilot? Um, yes. Okay. We slogged through it because I thought it was a bit of a bore. You watched the whole thing. We finally ended it. Yeah. We finally watched the last episode last night. Mm. So you're way ahead of me. So what do you think? Um... I just, I think it was one of those moments where I realized how much better HBO is than every other station, because I just finished Chernobyl mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones. And Chernobyl's done? The f- oh, so we didn't watch the final episode. I did. Okay. It aired on Monday. Right. Which we can get back to. Right. But it was one of those, like, I feel like, I forget what commercials are like, because we just, like, download everything and play it on our computer. Right. And so I forget what, like, commercial pauses are for, and that show is, like, full of them. It yeah, was like. True pause for commercial like it was like dramatic effect something's gonna happen but we won't tell you we're going to commercial it's just like so much of that where i'm used to like more just linear like yeah like one hour solid programming right because of our podcast now when i watch these shows i actually watch it a little bit differently i watch it specifically looking for like authenticity and stuff Mm -hmm. and i just thought too much of it was like the way she brought the young guy in and went over everything to him was a little too talky you know like right. um like if he were going in there he would know how to go in there and she wouldn't have to talk him through it like that is my guess right i could be oh, totally so you think wrong they did it just to, like explain it right to just audience. to tell the right everybody watching right. so that was kind of weird a little bit yeah but as far as like subject matter goes as far as like outbreak movies and tv shows like that was probably more realistic right i mean probably why it was less interesting to me is because it wasn't like, I, I didn't feel like that much happened. Right, right. Although, although that I'm not sure about. You know, I've only watched the first pilot, so... It's based it's, on a true story. It's the whole Ebola yeah. thing, right? Yeah, it's based on, uh, in the 1980s, when, um, yeah, a deadly virus, like a type of the Ebola virus came to mm-hmm. 
uh, Virginia, I think. Right. And wasn't that a movie made with Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo? It's actually, Outbreak? I just found that out because I love the movie Outbreak, but I didn't know it was based off of the same book. It was, but This right? one is like, but the movie Outbreak is like, I think it barely takes from the book. Like, it uses a lot of liberties. Like, but it's, it kinda, a simil- it's the same story, though, isn't it? It's yeah, the same storyline. I think it's based on the same storyline, right. yeah. And it almost seems like the same relationship. So, Juliana Margulies is playing Rene Russo. But yeah. who's playing Dustin Hoffman? Oh, that's one thing I liked I mean, a lot about I think, the show. Like, yeah, the Outbreak movie is mainly made up. But. Right. But what I really... So I've only seen the first episode. So so the, her mentor guy, who they haven't really... Oh, yeah. Who they haven't really featured much, at least in the pilot, is the Onion Knight. <laughs> so that I got excited about that from Game of Thrones. Yes. I forget his name. Um, Liam Cunningham. Liam Cunningham. Yeah, so, he played Sir Davos. So he's, right. Yeah, in the future episodes, he's like... He's kind of half of the show right so I, I so that was an exciting thing to kind of have him on it um, yeah he's great yeah he is great and Julie, and the other cast members you know are you know interesting cast members Juliana Margulies is good but yeah it was kind of a li- everything was kind of a little slow um, I'm curious as to how based on the events... It, now, it's also based on a book, I think. Like, there was a book, yeah, The Hot no, Zone. Yeah, no, it is based on a book, The Hot Zone. That was a 1994 nonfiction thriller by Richard Preston. And uh, Stephen King called the first chapter one of the most horrifying things he's ever read in his entire life. Wow. So, it was a very, it was a bestseller. Like, people wanted right. They were, like, fighting over rights to this movie. Right, right. And... Um, I couldn't help watching when I was watching how I was wondering how realistic was the whole Africa stuff. How realistic? And I don't know. I don't know how it was in the eighties. Although I spent time in Kenya That's in a mission ask you. hospital. How, what was your experience like? It seemed. It seemed. Was a volunteer thing that you did? So as a fourth year medical student, I spent two and a half months in Kenya working in a mission hospital. That was in the late 90s. So it was already many years after after that. Um, but it, it almost seemed what I was doing seemed more primitive than what they were showing in the 80s a little bit, which yeah, surprised well, this was, me. I guess in 89, this is when the monkeys came and the right. real story happened. Right, but it starts with a hospital in Kenya. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I... Although that may have been a hospital where I was in like a little mission kind of hospital mm-hmm. set up part of the Presbyterian Church. But it was a really cool facility where I was. Um, I did not see any Ebola while I was there did in Kenya. Did you see any? What were you treating? So one of the things that excited me, one of my reasons for wanting to go down there was I was interested in infectious disease. But my interest in, and I was even considering that as a career, infectious disease. The reason I liked it was I liked the whole parasite thing, too. I mean, viruses also, but it was more about the parasites. Mm-hmm. You know, the crazy worms and all that stuff. That's what excited me. I mean, there's something called Dracunculus, which is um, it's a type of worm that actually supposedly has a dragon's head. Um, and it goes under the skin, and sometimes it'll pop up and burrow itself out from under the skin, kind of like aliens a little, but it's a small little worm. 
This and is you found have, everywhere or just in Africa? This is an Africa thing. And you have to be careful uh, in terms of this worm because if you just try to pull it out, it often breaks mm. and it goes back inside uh-huh. and keeps doing its thing. So they, the teaching was is that you had to slowly roll it out like on a pencil, you know, like a tourniquet-y kind of thing in order to get it out and slowly. And you did this with patients? No, I never got oh, to see Dracunculus. Okay. But I, was, okay. I mean, I went down there thinking, oh, I'm going to see Dracunculus and Schistosomiasis, which is another cool kind of parasite. But I did see some cool stuff. I saw malaria, a lot of malaria, a lot of it. Um, uh, and interestingly, um, there's a disease called sickle cell disease, um, which is, um, I'm taking care of actually a patient now with sickle cell disease. Um, what happens is, is the red blood cells become deformed and they go through the blood system and cause all these crises. Um, but sickle cell disease is actually protective against one strain of malaria, which is amazing. So, so, so there's a prevalence of sicklers down in Africa, possibly. And so strangely enough, certain people with sickle cell disease, if they get malaria, they don't necessarily, one strain of malaria, they don't necessarily get all the symptoms because the cells are deformed and malaria causes a rupture of the normal blood cells and problems from it. That has nothing to do with anything. So I saw malaria. I saw typhoid, a lot of typhoid, uh, which interestingly we treated with an antibiotic called chloramphenicol that no one in America has ever heard of because it's totally taken off the market in America because it has this very small incidence of causing someone's entire blood cells to shut down. What? But in Africa, where there's a ton of typhoid, at least when I was there in the late 90s, it's such a fairly low incidence of that happening that chloramphenicol was everywhere and that's what we treated first line, all these patients. And the incidence of it happening was super low. I, I, I don't know if it ever happened. They didn't even talk about it. It's like, oh, typhoid, give chloramphenicol. Here you can't even give chloramphenicol because that possible chance that someone's going to have their whole blood system shut down. Well, that's... It's amazing. Well, it's weird that you say typhoid because I was looking at like local viruses spreading here that are uncommon and right. one is typhoid a la police officer is being treated for typhoid fever as of last week and had typhus like symptoms wow i wonder if they're giving them chloramphenicol but there are other treatments more expensive chloramphenicol is cheap well but, and yeah. they say that it can be spread from infected fleas and so uh a lot of people are kind of blaming the homeless squalid camps nearby interest right and right. uh some homeless people who live near city hall and another deputy city attorney fell ill with typhoid wow that is amazing and what's crazy well, that's too, like right by us yeah and what's crazy too is just all the other outbreaks that are popping up now here in the states what else are you hearing about measles oh measles that's true i right. tried to forget about that so right which we thought we eradicated i know i'm just can't even believe it but all these people are saying and didn't we talk about it on one of our podcasts, vaccination a little, or not really? Uh, we talked about autism and links right. to vaccination. You right, know, how and that's, that's one of the reasons. proven. Right. And because of that, now we have this disease that was supposedly eradicated that is doing severe, significant, crazy damage to people because of, you know, people believing in uh, crazy stuff a little bit. I know. I saw this one picture online of this baby who, because you can't get vaccinated, 
for the measles uh, at, until you're a year old. I think that's right. I don't remember. So anyway, so babies are at high risk. And so a baby got it. And then a mother was like posting, like, for those of you who don't believe in getting shots, like, this is what you did my baby. And it was right. so sad. Yeah. No, that's crazy. And then we had Zika. I forgot about Zika. <laughs> I forgot about Zika. We have these crazy scares and like 24-hour news cycles where you think everything's spreading faster than it is. Right. Which is kind of the point of the show, The Hot Zone. That's why like the CDC did not, uh, like they thought the CDC wasn't doing enough. The CDC thought it would be worse to cause like mass hysteria. So they kept it They quiet. kept it quiet. Which is probably the right thing to do. Yeah. But in the show, you don't know. You're like, maybe they should have... Right. Retain this faster. You like. I mean, right. What's the, what's the risk? I don't know. I don't. And then we had, remember there was an anthrax scare uh, at one point, right? Weren't there letters being mailed? Yeah, was that years like ago? when Bush was president? Though. I yeah. Think? And um, and I remember it's funny. My uncle. A lot of people. I think one of the treatments for anthrax. I think is anthrax is Cipro. The the antibiotic Cipro. So I think a lot of people were stocking up on Cipro just to have it in their house. Just in case? The, the, yeah, in case it just popped out. I How think do you my, even get that? Like, you can just... You get a prescription from your doctor. People can have it just in case. I guess that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes people, when they go traveling, you know, might take antibiotics with them, you know, like for diarrhea, like for, for the concern of traveler's diarrhea and stuff like that. I didn't know people were doing that. I mean, I know yeah. people were scared about it. And we had, like, those... Do you remember those, like, threat level colors for a while? Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, we're at orange, and everyone was like, I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah. I'm still going to go about my day. Yeah. But what's crazy about Ebola is just how contagious these these things are. They were sharing needles. I think that's what it was. That's how it started in the hot zone. Like, that's how it spread from people. I don't know if that was in the pilot or not. It wasn't in the pilot, no. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the missionary where people were going to get, like vitamin c shots uh-huh. they were sharing needles wow and so that's how it spread but it's but you could spread just through air and coughing on someone well see that's what wasn't clear someone. but then it was like you can spread it through the air but then not really so i don't know but then all these people in africa have died so it seems like mm-hmm. i mean unless it's just it's sexually transmitted too right i believe so i believe it's very it's one of those that's incredibly um contagious and it's spreading again in the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Wow. And unfortunately, I read an article. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not qualified to talk about this, but there was a, they, some villagers killed a health aid worker that was trying to help patients with Ebola. Hmm. So I don't know like, if what they're mad about, if they're, they don't want to be treated or if they don't like how they're being treated. And hmm. anyways, it's just making everything worse. Yeah. So, and that's why I went to Kenya. Back to that. So I went to Kenya because I was interested in infectious disease and I wanted to see all that stuff. So the other stuff I saw was a ton of AIDS and HIV. A ton of it. I mean, that's an epidemic. Or that's a pandemic. It still is. But back then, it was in it the was. late 90s. It was, yeah. still, it was still much scarier. But oddly, where I trained in Kings County uh, Hospital in Brooklyn, in East Flatbush, Brooklyn, it was very third world. You know, almost as third world as my time in Africa. And it was there that I actually saw parasite, worm parasite. I think I told you this, right? Yeah. It was there that I saw worms. Uh, this girl with a scarus infection, a worm parasite. Very treatable, but, but that was pretty exciting to me. I'm trying to think, did I see any other wacky Well, I can parasites? understand why no. you would mainly see HIV AIDS because at its peak was apparently 2005 to 2012, but it killed... 36 million people. So yeah. obviously that's what everyone was pouring their yeah. efforts into. You know, what's amazing is, you know, as, as, 
as hospital workers, as, as healthcare workers, you know, one of the things we all worry about is, is our own safety. You know, how, how to, you know, we talk about universal precautions when we treat people. You know, you wear your gloves, you have eyewear and all that stuff. The reality, though, that's interesting that people don't, now they probably know, but they used to not know, is it's actually fairly hard to transmit AIDS. Um, like just blood touching my skin, most likely from an AIDS patient, as long as I don't have any cuts or bruises, most I'm not going to get AIDS. And, right. and, uh, and even, you know, I, you know, unless someone's virus load is super high, even sexual contact doesn't always necessarily mean you're going to get AIDS. It's way easier to, that's why they're, they talk about these levels, one, two, three, and four, um, yeah, and some people actually have, like, some kind of immunity to it. Like, right. you were talking about the different, you know, sickle cell people won't have, like, the, right. these kind of malaria effects. There's certain kind of... I don't know what it is, but I read that. Yeah, which is really remarkable. So do you like the show, though? So you didn't love the show. So, I yeah. didn't love the show. I, um... But I think it was probably more realistically done. So what about the part where she they have the monkeys, the chimps, in the plastic bags in the car? Is, that do you think that really me. happened? I don't know. Maybe we should read the book. I mean, right. Stephen King says Like, is that real? I don't... And that just seems so wacky. That did, but I imagine that part... And, and she knew better. Why was she willing to say, okay, let's grab the plastic bags and put them in my car? <laughs> that like, didn't make any like, that was kind of weird. <laughs> um, like, she was in isolation for days. But, yeah, I'll take this plastic bag <laughs> that some guy happened to schlep into the car. Let me just grab the bag. I know. So well, that was now I just need to read the book to see what. Yeah, maybe. Out. But I'm excited for the Onion Night. Yeah. That, that's what I have to look forward to for the show. What's your favorite outbreak movie? Type of movie that's about outbreak or disease? Do you have one? Um, well, so the movie I is it I Am Legend or Legend? That's on the list. Yeah. So the site Ranker, which ranks things, and yeah. I don't really how it does it, but it's a popular site. That is on the list. That's with, like number seven with, on the list. With Will I Smith. Am Legend. Yeah. Did you watch it? Um, yeah, a long time ago. It's kind of kind of. I don't like scary movies, but mm-hmm. I was able. I like. I love Will Smith, and it's Will Smith with a dog. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So um, doesn't he play a disease specialist or something? Yeah, he's like. Yeah. A, but the interesting part of that was, and you have to wonder to some degree, could that ever happen? Is like all these. They're curing. They're trying. Right. To cure they're trying cancer. to cure cancer, and they do this vaccine trial, and we're always doing these vaccine trials. Is it possible we could accidentally make people turn people into zombies? Because it's basically a zombie movie. Well, explain the vaccine. What is a vaccine trial? I don't even know. A vaccine. Well, a, what vaccine? I mean, just how it sounds. Like just sick patients, they're just willing to try stuff on. Usually, well, first they usually try it on animals. You know, they before they get to humans, they do animal testing, and that's a whole other topic. Um, and then they, you know, and they start with the smaller animals, and first they look for safety and and. Um, to make sure, and then once they know it's safe, then they start looking to see is there any actual effects, uh, you know, positive effects or negative effects. Then once they get the the effects in the animal studies, then they start trialing it in humans. And and typically, you know, they're very strict criteria to to allow patients to try it. And and usually it's the same thing first, first to make sure they're not going to kill anybody. Then you know, and look for side effect profile. Then they expand it to see how well it's doing in terms of actually curing or not helping with diseases or mm. or preventing diseases. So there are vaccine trials in cancer. And then the FDA cancer. approves them or they're yeah. just trials? They're, the FDA, you have to get approval and it's a very long process. Okay. And very costly. 
Okay. And that's why, you know, it takes so long to see cures like that's these That's why you're like, things. how many runs for the cure are we going to have before we have a cure? Or oh, like, yeah. You know, like, exactly. I'm like, what progress are we making? Right. But I know that we are. Right. And that's why you hear a lot of these things come out of other parts of the world get tested and then they finally make it to the U.S. Because they don't have to go through. Because they don't have to jump through as many hoops. Yeah. The U.S., because of lawsuits and... I mean, good and bad stuff, I think. Try to, trying to protect us, but also because of the fear of litigation. It, it takes a real long... And because of cost, it takes a long time. But that's... Yeah, and the monkeys in the hot zone, I think they were part of, like, a medical clinic. Or they were medical monkeys. I don't know what you call them. Lab rats, basically. Right, right. But so monkeys. what other movies? What other, what um, other Outbreak Well, my movies? favorite is probably Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo. But yeah. That is number one. It was a weird pairing, though, one of Renee Russo and Dustin Hoffman. Like right, I wouldn't, she's so pretty. Because she's gorgeous, and he's like, you know, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Who's great. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But but I believed it. I know. I guess yeah. uh, I've just gotten used to hot women being with non-attractive men in movies, so I don't really think right. about it. And that's kind of like my wife with me. My wife's a hot Your woman, and, and, she, yeah, and she's with me. Because I'm a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. right. Um, Contagion was number two, which I forgot about. That was a Steven Soderbergh film. That was pretty good. I don't know if I Matt saw Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow. She, like, I think she goes overseas and then she gets ill. And oh, was, like, she dies quickly, I remember. Like, yeah, they show her travel yeah. to Europe and everything. That's what was interesting about it. You think she's going to be, like, the star, but right. she went, and like... she's gone. Yeah. She went as fast as Drew Barrymore and Scream. She went fast. Right. They tricked everybody. But I don't, you know... I don't remember it, so how good could it have been? Yeah, it's not my favorite, yeah. obviously, but um, 28 Days Later, I don't know Ooh. if you know, do you know that one? I watched it, yeah, because that was one of those movies that I had to watch, like, with the sound off, and it's I'd scary. have to stop it and start it and turn the channel off and watch, because I'm a wimp, I hate yeah. scary movies, you hate scary movies too, yeah, right? Yeah, but that was yeah. Danny Boyle, right. and, and it was good. Murphy, and yeah, I thought it was very good. Yeah. Number four, I also Bird Box. Like, oh, Bird Box should be on there. I didn't see it. On I there. didn't see it. I'm too scared. Did you see it? I didn't think about that. Bird Box is so weird. Isn't it's that not... kind of a, conti- a, a a outbreak movie or not really? It is right. It's literally they see lights and then they they go crazy. So it kind of is an outbreak yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. I didn't see it. But you don't know what it is right. ever. Is coma not coma? Invasion of the Body Snatchers is that considered an outbreak yes, movie? That is. I think that's on the list. That's another super duper scary one. World War Z is number four, which I like with Brad Pitt. I didn't see that one. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty short. Yeah. It's worth a watch. Do you want to know what else is on the list? Yeah, what else is on the list? Like Dawn of the Dead. Oh, Children of Men. That's a good one. Oh, that was an interesting one. That was with, um, what's his name, where they couldn't have kids. Clive Owen. Yes. Yeah, I kind of like that movie. I don't think I saw it in its entirety, but I I like that movie. And that's kind of like, you know, takes us to... uh, the, mo- the TV show that just resumed again um, with the women who are wearing red. Oh, I su- I've never watched that. What, uh, what why am I blanking called? on the title? The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale, yeah. Yeah, just the season three just started. Yeah, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. And that's it. That's I think I'd rather watch premise. a I feel like that's no, worse I like than the a horror movie. Tale. I really? like it a lot, yeah. I don't know. It's just so well done and well acted, and that's yeah. why I like it. Um, even though it's. I'm sure it's all of those things, but Although, every time knows, anyone it explains it to me, that I'm like, that just sounds horrible. I don't well, want to watch you know it's another like out- outbreak. Chernobyl, I mean, to some degree, is an outbreak thing too. And Chernobyl, when you think about it, you're probably going to disagree with me, but I think is the best show of the year. I feel like it's going to be hard to beat it. 
Really? Yes. I feel like it's... I love Game of Thrones, but it is so much better. It's so well You mean well this done. season is better... It's better than season eight of Game of Thrones, you mean? I guess. I mean, obviously you can't compare it, but I just think the creator, the director, like, they put so much time into it, and it's really... They put so much research into it. Like, it's as very much as well I, done. As much as I like Chernobyl, I don't... I think they could have done it in one or two episodes. Oh, really? I don't mm-hmm. feel that way. I yeah. felt like... Um, my husband too is like it's over already because it's just five episodes right I no like, yeah. I know I mean because it's good char- it's fun interesting good characters you know so thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy podcast where we explore the sights smells and sounds of medicine and even though I'm a doctor some of the stuff I say you better look up yourself to make sure if it's totally true and if I'm totally false let me know and I'll buy you an ice cream. No, I won't buy you an ice cream. Maybe I'll buy you an ice cream. Who knows? Might. If I'm totally false... You might get an ice cream cone. Maybe we'll send you an ice cream. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. <laughs>